the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, one God, Amen. Unfortunately, many of us, including Sunday school servants, they live dual life. Dual life means in the church, they follow the standards of God and the standards of the church, but in the world, they live according to the standards of the world. They have a divided heart. Although the Lord told us, love the Lord your God from all your heart, but they have a divided heart. Part of their heart is with God and part of their heart with the world. They want to live with God and to live with the world. That's what we call duality. Duality. This was the case with uh, Lot's wife. God sent two angels in order to deliver Lot and his family from Sodom and Gomorrah before burning the city. And they start moving, but she was following the two angels, but her heart was still in Sodom and Gomorrah. That's why she looked backward. She was still want to go back to Sodom. That's why she was turned into a pillar of salt. In Luke chapter 17, verse 23, the Lord told us a very important commandment. He told us, remember Lord's wife. What exactly God wants us to remember about Lot's wife? Her duality. How she had a divided heart. She was following God, but her heart was still in Sodom. Many times we start follow God, and we are Sunday school servants, but still our heart is attached to the world. In one of the battles, David met a young boy and he asked him a very important question. To whom do you belong? To whom do you belong? Are you with, the, with Israel or with the enemies? And I think each one of us, we need to ask ourselves the same question. To whom do you belong? Do we belong totally? completely holy to God or we belong to the world or still we have a duality in our life and a divided heart. So what is the definition of duality? The person can have two contradicting lives and two contradicting image. Life as I said, inside the church, life outside the church, image inside the church, and image outside the church. It can be in many areas in our life. Number one, it can be in opinions. As we read in James chapter 1, verse 7, for let not that man suppose that he receive anything from the Lord. 
who the person who is praying to God but not with faith sometimes God will answer me another time no God will not answer me God will give me what I'm asking no God will not give me that's why in verse 8 he said he is a double-minded man unstable in all his ways so duality can be in our opinion in our mind should I do this or do this sometimes I trust in God sometimes I don't trust in him a double-minded man that's a duality in the life of Sunday school servant it can be also in our tongue as we read in 1st Timothy chapter 3 and verse 8 he was speaking about the deacons likewise deacons must be reverent not double-tongued not double-tongued in the church I bless I chant I sing praises Outside the church, I curse, I swear, I gossip, I lie. Double-tongued man. Also in belonging, in Luke 16 and verse 13, no servant can serve two masters. So the person is trying to belong to two masters. But the Lord said, no servant can serve two masters. For either he will hate the one and love the other, or else he will be loyal to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon. Sometimes my belonging is to God and to the world in the same way. Duality can be in the mood, like in Mark chapter 6, verse 20 and 22 you can see how Herod has two moods in 20 for Herod feared John knowing that he was a just and holy man and he protected him and when he heard him he did many things and heard him gladly this one mood verse 22 and when Herodias' daughter herself came in and danced and pleased Herod and those who sat with him, the king said to the girl, Ask me whatever you want and I will give it to you. He also swore to her, Whatever you ask me, I will give you up to have my kingdom. So she went out and said to her mother, What shall I ask? And she said, The head of John the Baptist. And he killed John the Baptist. After what we read in verse 20, he feared John, knowing that he is a holy and just man, and protected him. And when he heard him, he did many things and heard him again. Sometimes, actually, we do the same. For example, there is a conflict between, like, two students. So, student number one comes to you. So, you tell him, you're right, and I don't know how student number two he did this to you this was right and then student number two comes to you and tell him you're right I don't know how the other one did this to you so you try to please both students this is lack of integrity 
you are trying to please this and you please this. And actually, you don't care here about resolving the conflict. But what you care about is how to keep both of them looking at you in a certain way. Both of them will not have conflict with you. So it doesn't matter if these two students continue to have conflict with each other. It doesn't matter. But what really it matters to you, your image to them. And definitely you will not say it clearly as I said it. You are right, the other wrong, because you may be going to talk to each other. But I know personally many people, they do it in a very smart way. We call it political correctedness. So you make the first one believe that you support him and you are against the other. And the second one, the same. There is no integrity, there is no transparency, there is no honesty here. You are not resolving the conflict. Also, duality can be an image, as we read in Matthew chapter 7 and verse 15, when the Lord said, Beware of false prophets who come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly they are ravenous wolves. They have two images. One image, sheep clothing. They are kind, meek, humble, like the sheep. But they are ravenous wolves. Also, hypocrisy is another form of duality. If you read Matthew 23, how the people were hypocrite and the Lord told them, Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrite. For example, we can take one verse like verse 28 from this long chapter about duality. And the Lord told them, Even so, you also outwardly appear righteous to men, but inside, you are full of hypocrisy and lawlessness. Lawlessness means they don't follow the law of God. Lawlessness, they don't follow the law of God. Also in 2 Timothy chapter 3 and verse 5, having a form of godliness, but denying its power, having a form of godliness, but denying its power. Duality can be in worship. I'm sure you know the story of Elijah in 1 Kings chapter 18 and verse 21. The people have divided heart between God and Baal. So he told them, and Elijah came to all the people and said, how long will you falter between two opinions. If the Lord is God, follow him. But if Baal, follow him. You cannot worship both. Sometimes, although there are major differences between denominations in uh, doctrine, major differences, and we cannot say there are no differences. No, there are major differences. But some people, for example, they come and attend the liturgy and take communion and then they go and attend the Bible study in an unorthodox church. 
That's duality. You cannot actually follow both. Because, for example, either the Eucharist is the true body and blood of Jesus Christ, or it is not the true body and blood of Jesus Christ. So how can you worship in these two churches in the same time? You cannot. Elijah in the Old Testament told them, how long will you falter between two opinions? If the Lord is God, follow him, but if Baal, follow him. Partiality, two standards or double standards in dealing with people, like in Proverbs 24 and verse 23. These things also belong to the wise. It is not good to show partiality in judgment. If one student in my class did something, I will be very harsh on him. But if another student did the same thing, I will let it go. Because his family are close to my family, who are friends. That's partiality. That's duality. Also in Proverbs 28-21, to show partiality is not good, because for a piece of bread a man will transgress. Partiality here because of bribe. So if I will get bribe, then I will transgress. I will deal people differently. Bribe, maybe it's not money. Bribe can be a word of praise, a word of support. So there are many forms of bribe, not only money. In the same chapter, in Proverbs 28, verse 18, Whoever walks blamelessly will be saved. Blamelessly means with integrity. But he who is perverse in his ways will suddenly fall. In Arabic, perverse in his ways, you all, This is another form of duality. Sometimes I walk in the way of God, and other time I walk in the way of the world. In Psalm 50 and verse 16, just all these are different types of duality. But to the wicked, God says, What right have you to declare my statutes or take my covenant in your mouth? So some people are wicked. But they are preaching the statutes of God. They are speaking about the covenant of God. So God is telling them, you don't have right to do this. What right have you to declare my statutes or to take my covenant in your mouth? So the Lord here rebuking the duality in behavior. I am saying something, the word of God, but the person, his behavior is like the wicked. Again, divided heart in Psalm 12 and verse 2. They speak idly everyone with his neighbor. With flattering lips and a double heart they speak. Double heart. In front of my neighbor, I say flattering words. Behind him, I criticize, I gossip about him. That's a double heart. 
in all the above forms and many many other forms the person sends two contradicting messages not only to others but also to himself and many people especially those who live this ungodly life in secret for example person who's watching pornography sometimes these people they don't know who the real person is is the real person the one who comes to the church and serves in Sunday school or the real person is the one who is watching pornography in secret and no one knows about him so these two contradicting messages to the person himself cause a lot of confusion many times some youth come and, and tell me I don't know which person I am I don't know who is the real person is the real person the one who comes to the church and prays and pray and serve or the other person who is hiding behind the computer and doing bad stuff it's very confusing to live a dual life what are the reasons the reasons of dual life we can say imperfect repentance what do you mean imperfect repentance repentance is like a u-turn and instead of going in this direction i do a u-turn and going to follow god that's repentance perfect repentance means actually instead of doing u-turn i walk with god and then return walk with the world walk with god return with the world like lot's wife so the heart is not totally to god and we need actually to dedicate our heart totally to god that's what repentance is david samson when they repented they repented once for all they did not actually regress back but what is the reason after i repent i return back after i repent i return back the main reason here is what we call love the sins there are some sins we love and we don't want to give them up and these love the sins make us actually go back why lot's wife looked back because she loved sodom and gomorrah she loved this beautiful city that's why she want to go back and why we love sins because we focus on its pleasure forgetting its eternal destructive consequences if we know that these sins that we love and we hold dear to our heart can actually prevent me from the inheritance of the kingdom of god i will take my repentance more seriously so that's one reason imperfect repentance another reason delayed repentance what do you mean by delayed the imperfect repentance he started but he go back he starts and go back start and go back like this but delays in his mind he actually decided to repent 
But to act on this, not now, tomorrow, next month, after I confess, after my birthday, at the beginning of the new year. So usually he finds a reason to push his repentance back. Until he repents, if he repents, he actually living in the church, and in his mind, nothing wrong because I made the decision to repent. But I will start next week. I start after I meet with the Buna for confession. So until then, I can live this dual life. This one of the major deception. Satan many times will not tell you don't repent. But Satan will tell us repentance is good and perfect and we should all repent. But not now. But not now. And why we delay our repentance? There are many reasons. Maybe we don't have the strong will to say like the prodigal son, I will rise, I will go to my father's house. If he made the decision, I will rise. But he said, not now, maybe after two days I will go to my father's house. Maybe he wouldn't go. So sometimes we don't have the strong will. And the strong will needs grace from God. Because as St. Paul said, it is God who works in you to will and to do. Allah wal amil fikum and to redo and taf'alu. So the will from God as the action from God. God is the one who works in you to will and to do. So the strong will. Another reason for late repentance is laziness. Repentance needs seriousness. Pope Shenouda used to say the main difference between sins and us is seriousness. If we are serious in our spiritual life, we will be saints. And seriousness needs a person who is not lazy. A lazy student will never make good grades. So another reason why you are pushing repentance is laziness. Another reason why we delay repentance is a negative influence. As St. Paul said, bad company corrupt good moral. So every time I say, okay, I will, then the negative impact on me make me go back. Like a person, for example, who decided to quit smoking, but all his friends, they smoke. So every time he say, I will quit, then he meets with his friend and under their pressure, he relapse back. Sometimes people who spend some time with us in, in the rehab center for recovery from addiction, we ask them not to go back to the same city. Because if they go back to the same city, they will meet the same friends. And meeting the same friends will make them relapse back. And we try to help to find them jobs in another state or another city to be away from this negative influence. 
Another reason for the duality in heart is hidden sins. Sometimes we don't expose our sins. And because we don't expose them, the sin actually have control over me. Like Judas Iscariot. Judas Iscariot, he did not confess his sin and he did not expose it. For example, when Mary poured the costly perfume on the Lord Jesus Christ, we read in John chapter 12, verse 4, but one of his disciples, Judas Iscariot, Simon the son, who would betray him, said, Why was this fragrant oil not sold for 300 dinars and given to the poor? This he said, not that he cared for the poor, but because he was a thief and he had the money box and he used to take what was put in it. Many times actually, there is a hidden agenda. We ask something, but in my heart, there is a hidden agenda. I need to achieve something else. Like Judas, from outside, he looked like a one who cared for the poor. But in reality, he did not care for the poor. He wanted the money because he used actually to take what was put in the money box. If Judas had integrity and went to the Lord Jesus Christ and told him, I am frustrated that Mary poured this oil on you because I was thinking if she put the money in the money box, I would take it. So I am attacked with the love of money. I'm sure the Lord would help him and he would repent if he exposed the thought, but he did not. So hidden sin can make the person live in duality. He was one of the 12 disciples. He performed miracles. He preached, repent for the kingdom of God is at hand. But his heart had a hidden sin, love of money, which led him at the end to betray the Lord Jesus Christ himself. Another reason of duality is love of praise. So as I give you the example, I can say to one group something to praise me, and I can say the opposite to another group to praise me. It's like the story of Herod that we read in Acts chapter 12 from verse 20. Now Herod had been very angry with the people of Tyre and Sidon. So that's one standard. He was angry with them. But they came to him with one accord and having made Pelastus the king's personal aid, their friend, they asked for peace because their country was supplied with food by the king's country. So on a set day, Herod arrayed in royal apparel, sat on his throne, and gave an oration to them. And the people kept shouting, the voice of a god and not of a man. 
and he did not actually give glory to God. He laughed at his praise. Although he was angry with them, but now he changed his opinion because of the praise. But what happened immediately, an angel of the Lord struck him because he did not give glory to God and he was eaten by worms and died. Another reason for duality is fear. Sometimes our children, they lie because they are afraid. St. Peter himself fell in duality. He was actually eating with the Gentiles and mingling with them. But when Jews came from Jerusalem, he was afraid because these are Jewish people. That's why he separated himself from the Gentiles. As we read in Galatians chapter 2, St. Paul said, Now when Peter had come to Antioch, I withstood him to his face, because he was to be blamed. Why? For before certain men came from James, James is the bishop of Jerusalem, so came from James, mean coming from Jerusalem, so they were Jewish people. He would eat with the Gentiles. But when they came, he withdrew and separated himself. Why? Fearing those who were of the circumcision. What is the reason of this duality in, in St. Peter? Why he was eating with the Gentiles when there were no Jewish people? And when there were Jewish people, he withdrew and separated himself because of fear. Another reason actually is attention seeking. In order to get attention from others, we may walk in duality. As we read in First King 22 and verse 11. Now Zedekiah the son of Canaanah had made horns of iron for himself and said, Thus says the Lord, with these you shall gore the Syrians until they are destroyed. He wanted to get attention to himself as a true prophet. Micah told them they will not win. But Zedekiah wanted to get attention to himself that he is a true prophet. That's why he said, thus says the Lord with these you shall go to the Syrians until they are destroyed. But Micah, in verse 14, he said, As the Lord lives, whatever the Lord says to me, that I will speak. What made Zedekiah to lie? Because he wanted to get attention, to present himself. Some people lie. I had a dream. I saw St. Mary, and they tried to make up stories just to get attention to themselves about miracles or whatever. Another story actually in Jeremiah 23 from verse 9. My heart within me is broken because of the prophets. All my bones shake. I am like a drunken man and like a man whom wine 
has overcome because of the Lord and because of his holy words. Why he is saying this? See the description of the prophets. Verse 11, for both prophet and priest are profane. Yes, in my house I have found their wickedness, says the Lord. Verse 13, and I have seen fully in the prophets of Samaria, they prophesied by Baal and caused my people Israel to err. That's why in verse 16 he said, Do not listen to the word of the prophets who prophesy to you. They make you worthless. They spoke a vision of their own heart, not from the mouth of the Lord. Why? They are making up these visions in order actually to get attention to themselves. Beautiful verse, verse 21 in the same chapter. I have not sent these prophets, yet they ran. I have not spoken to them, yet they prophesied. So God made it very clear. I did not send them, but they ran. I did not actually talk to them, but they speak. They are attention seekers. Another reason why we live in duality, sometimes we just want to imitate others. Many youth right now, just in order to fit in in the culture, they try to imitate the people of this culture, even the ungodly people, just they imitate them. And this actually, you will find them in the church but they look like the children of the world. St. Paul told us in Romans chapter 12, do not be conformed to the children of the world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind. And use the time, if I have a lot of time and I don't have any activities, I cannot fill my time with productive activity. This can be a reason to live dual life. Because if I have a lot of time that's not used, Satan will have plans and make me use these plans to fill my time. This happened with a man who was after God's own heart. David. David, God said about him, a man after my own heart. And when actually he did not go to the battle, and remain in the palace, have time. So Satan actually tempted him to fall in adultery and murder. In Mark chapter 7 and verse 17, we see an example of hypocrisy. When he entered a house away from the crowd, his disciples asked him concerning the parable. Because people, once they came from the market, the disciples did not wash their hands. So the religious leaders, the scribe and Pharisees, criticized them harshly. Why they did not wash their hand? And the Lord told them, Do you not perceive that whatever enters a man from outside cannot defile him? But what comes out of a man, that defiles him. So, sometimes, in order to please others, we wash our hands, 
we follow strict rules, strict orders, just to please people. But our heart is totally different. Duality also can take different forms. For example, not necessarily to have two contradicting messages, but duality can be to justify the sin and defending the sin. Like people and churches who are supporting same-sex marriage and defending homosexuality, or Sunday school servant who defend dancing and defend drinking. So how can you are serving in the church, but your principles are not Christian, not biblical? This is a form of duality. That's a different form than all what I just mentioned. What I mentioned is a person who is living a life of godliness inside the church, life of ungodliness. But sometimes we try to justify the ungodliness. We try to justify the sin and canonize it inside the church. Like churches that canonize same-sex marriage, churches that allow abortion, churches that allow divorce, that's duality. Because how you defend the word of God at the same time you are denying the word of God by approving all these sinful practices. Another form of duality is to allow yourself to do something, but you say to others, don't do it. Like the example I said about Peter. Peter was living as a Gentile. That actually what St. Paul said to Peter when he confronted him. But he does want the Gentiles to live as Gentiles. He wants them actually to follow the Jewish tradition. Not St. Peter, but the Judaizers. So the Judaizers, some of them, they lived like the Gentiles. But they were very strict on the Gentiles. They wanted them to accept Jewish tradition. Another form of duality, liberalism or feminism. People actually who adopt contemporary philosophies that clearly are against the word of God, but they try to say they are Christian and devoted to the word of God, while they are actually denying the word of God and they don't follow the word of God. For example, feminists who are asking for priesthood of women. Feminists who are asking for deaconship for young girls. And sometimes they are servants in the church. How actually you serve God and at the same time you are influenced by a modern unbiblical philosophy and you want to bring this inside the church. And you want actually to change the church in order to follow the world rules, not God's rule. So what are the symptoms of duality? Usually a person who lives a dual life is harsh in his criticism. 
like Judas, how he criticized Mary, Lazarus' sister, very harshly. Why this waste? Sometimes when we are harsh in our criticism, let us examine ourselves lest we have a dual life. Because a true Christian will have compassion on the weak. A true Christian will sympathize for the weak. But a person who lives a dual life will be very harsh on the weak. Although the latter sister did not do anything wrong. Another symptom of duality, routine and monotonous worship. What we call it lip service. So he stand in the church two hours or three hours, but he did not connect with God even for one minute. As the Lord said, these people worship me with their lips, but their hearts is far away from me. He can be a deacon and stand in midnight praises like in Kiak for six hours or seven hours. And he knows all the hymns, all the long hymns of the church. But it is just from his lips. His heart is away from God. Another symptom is unrealistic form of godliness. St. Paul describes this in Colossians chapter 2, verse 23, self-imposed worship. So I impose on myself things actually that God did not ask me to do. Like in early Christianity, some people came and said, marriage is sinful, you should not marry. Monks who choose not to marry, not because marriage is sinful, they know marriage is holy and it is a sacred sacrament in the church. But people actually, they said, marriage is sinful and they were defending celibacy because marriage is sinful. They said eating meat is sinful. Again, when we fast, we don't fast because eating meat and a chicken is sinful. When we break the fast, we eat it. So people impose on themselves an unrealistic form of godliness. This can be a form of duality. Another form of duality thinking of oneself more highly than I should think. As St. Paul said in Romans chapter 12 and verse 3, he says, I say through the grace given to me, to everyone who is among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think soberly, as God has dealt to each one a measure of faith. Some people actually, they try to cast out demons, although God did not give them this gift. You know, the children of Sakawa who tried to cast out demons, they heard St. Paul says in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, get out. So they used the same words. So actually the demon told them, Jesus, I know him. And Paul, I know him. But you, who are you? And actually he jumped on them and beat them. And, and they were wounded. 
Sometimes a symptom of duality when a person thinks of himself more highly than he should think. Another symptom of duality is preaching different than behaving. I preach something, but I behave something else. Another form of duality, gossip, judging, and backbiting. Like the story of Aaron and Miriam, the brother and the sister of Moses. They actually judged Moses. And by the way, according to the law, when Moses actually married this non-Jewish person, he was not following something right. But Aaron and Miriam, instead going and talking to Moses directly, they start to gossip about him and to judge him and backbite him. And God was angry with them, with both of them. And actually, he led Miriam to suffer from leprosy. Aaron, because he is a high priest, he cannot. So God actually had mercy on, on Aaron. But Miriam actually, she was attacked by leprosy. And who interceded on her behalf? It was Moses. Moses, whom they gossiped about him, judged him, he is the one who prayed for them. What are the dangers of duality? God rejects and resists duality. God doesn't like people who live a dual life. It's a form of hypocrisy. And the grace of God will be taken away from them. God will withdraw his grace from these people. And the Holy Spirit will be quenched in them and they will not bear any fruit. And gradually the person will lose his sensitivity to sin. And he will start to drink iniquity like water, as we read in Job chapter 15, verse 16. Because he's living a dual life, so he loses his sensitivity to sin. And eventually he will become lukewarm, and he will be a bad example to others. And his repentance will be difficult. Because sometimes he feels he doesn't need to repent. I'm in the church. I'm serving. He will believe the lie of duality. What means the lie of duality? Because part of him is godly in the church, praying, serving. So he will believe that he is godly. And others actually will reject him and criticize him. The person who is living a dual life will reject any advice and he will welcome praise and he will be actually a men pleaser. And sometimes, because as I said, his repentance will be difficult. I did not say impossible, but he may fall into hopelessness and helplessness. What is the treatment of duality? Number one, I need to examine myself in the light of the word of God, through the voice of the Holy Spirit in me, through the direction of my spiritual father, through the feedback of others. Number two, to take responsibility. 
if I find myself living a dual life, I need to admit it, take responsibility. I should not find any excuses. And I need to make a decision through the grace of God to deal with it immediately and to prepare myself to cope with any consequences. Number three, I need to find what is the reason. I mentioned so many reasons, whether it's love to sin, laziness, trying to fit in, weak will, negative influence, false beliefs, fear, deviated goals, hidden sins. Then I need to expose, go and confess it, because any sin will lose its power when we expose it. Whatever you bring it to the light in confession will be exposed and will lose its power over you. Then I need to have a support system to fight duality. And the support from heaven through the grace of the Holy Spirit, from the paradise through the cloud of sins that surrounded us, and through my spiritual father and my godly uh, friends. And the last point is to live with integrity. Integrity means undivided heart. My heart will not be divided. I know what is my way and I walk in, in this way. Last point I want just to differentiate between a person living with integrity but struggling in his life and a person who living a dual life. Because maybe I'm trying to repent, but sometimes I fall in sin and I repent. As long as I am fighting the good fight, this is not duality. Duality means I accept to live two contradicting lives. That's duality. And my heart does not rebuke me or blame me for the other life. But a person who actually is walking with Christ, but sometimes because of the weakness of humanity, attacks of Satan, temptation of the devil, he may fall, but once he falls, he rises up again and repent and continue his journey. This is not duality. This is not duality. Duality, I have peace with these two contradicting lives. It doesn't bother me. I live with Christ and I live to the world and it doesn't bother me. I hope that we can examine ourselves in order to repent from this very destructive sin and to live with integrity following one way who is the Lord Jesus Christ who told us I am the way, the truth and the life. Glory be to God forever and ever. Amen.